Jesus. Amen. You may be down today, but help is on the way. Dark clouds may dim your skies, but he will answer you by and by. He'll drive away. I know the song says tears. He'll drive away all your fears. Because <laughs> I know, because he's been with me down through the years, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. Amen. Ain't you glad you know that about the Lord? Amen. That's how good he is. That's what David says in Psalms 37, 25, right? I've been young and now I'm old. Yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Amen. He'll provide all your needs. As Paul told the church of Philippi, my God shall supply all your need according to his glory and riches by Christ Jesus. Amen. Father, we love you today. We thank you again this morning. ask you to bless our discipleship class, Lord. Let your spirit and guidance direct us and control us and lead us in every area of our lives. And we will give you glory, honor, and praise. Bless our discipleship offering. Amen. And the heart that gives in every way. Amen. Praise God. One of you ushers, Brother Wayne, if you come and take our discipleship offering this morning. Amen. Thank you, sir. God, I love you. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the Lord. Amen. Got your lessons. Amen. We want to get right into the Word of God this morning. Amen. And allow God to reach down into our hearts this morning. Amen. And open our hearts. Pour some word, write some word on our heart, right? That's what he said. I'm going to write my law in your hearts and put it in your mind so everybody will know me. And so that's God's desire is to, to do that. Amen. Is to write it in our hearts. And that's what he wants to do. Thank you, sir. And he's been talking to us about these be attitudes. Amen. So that we will adjust our attitude. Amen. Now, we've been talking. We talked about that you were light and you're salt. Amen. And, man, just think about those two influences that he places upon us that he desires us to become and wants us to become. Because Jesus says, amen, this is your Father glorified that you bear much fruit so that you be my disciples. He says, by this shall all men know you are my disciples if you have love one to another. But then he wants you to... Let your light shine so men will glorify your Father. See your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. In other words, Jesus wants you to shine so people will come to him. Amen. He wants you to be able to reveal and to show forth, amen, the praises of him which has called you out of darkness to his marvelous light. And, and that's what he desires. Now, last week we were talking a little bit <clears throat> about uh, the law, and, you know, and we talked about the natural law, we talked about the civil law, we talked about, you know, the ceremonial law, amen, and so God wants these things written in our hearts. As, as David wrote in Psalms 19, verse 7, he says, the law of the Lord is perfect, it converts the soul. When we really get into the studying of God's word, as the psalmist says in Psalms 119, verse 18, he says, Lord, open thou my eyes that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. In other words, God, open my eyes so I can see what you really want me to know from your word. 
Open my eyes that I have a clear understanding of how I'm supposed to live, how I'm supposed to operate, and how to do what is right. This is one of the reasons Solomon, when he prayed, if you notice Solomon, at the age of eight years old, when he took over the kingdom, he says, Lord, I don't know how to go out, and I don't know how to come in. So I need wisdom to lead and guide your people. And that's what God wants every one of his children is to have the knowledge first and foremost of who he is. Amen. So that we will know how to lead, how we will know how to live right, and how to do what is right. Amen. This is what God desires of every one of us. And so he wants these laws. Now, remember last week I was telling you that the ceremonial law was all completed in Jesus Christ from circumcision and everything. When we're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're cutting off the old ways of life. And as a result, we walk in newness of life. Amen. And so this is what Jesus was trying to get them to see from the ceremony and from the, from the Sermon on the Mount that he's teaching. Now today, we want to go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 and 22. Excuse me. Continuing our lesson here, Jesus says in verse 21, Matthew 5, 21, You have heard that it was said in old times, Thou shall not kill. In other words, he's still pounding the law here. Because we know that the law says you shall not kill. Amen. Thou shall not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother Reka, Araka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say thy fool shall be in danger of hell fire. Amen. Now, notice here, amen, what Jesus is trying to get them to see. He says, you've heard in the Old Testament or in the law that thou should not kill. He says, but if you're angry with your brother without cause, you're going to be in danger of the judgment. Are you a person that get angry easy? See? We know that the Bible tells us that anger rests in the bosom of fools, right? Amen. Usually it's the anger that causes us to do wrong things. And so God is trying to get us to see here, amen. This word reka, which means uh, um, kind of like <laughs> airhead, <laughs> you know, calling somebody airhead or stupid or whatever, you know, uh, is it, kind of like having a strong reproach to, uh, towards someone, you know. And so he's trying to get them to see, you know, somewhat like in Psalms 14.1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So if you get in that mindset that there's no God, you're going to start trying to do things and take matters into your own hands. This is why Solomon says... It, just because a matter is not executed expediently, the, the, the evil folks are just keep doing evil. See? And this is one of the problems a lot of times that we're not careful. 
we can get angry real easy at things and at people for no reason. That's what we see taking place in the world today. People are in the streets. They're riding. They're doing crazy things. They're eve, eve, angry for no cause. Just because someone don't get selected or someone doesn't do, you know, anger is being outrageous. And so, and as a result here, they are angry for no reason and no cause. And as a result, they don't realize that anger will land you in trouble. And this is what Jesus is trying to get us to see as a church and as a people. If you get angry with people without a cause, it's going to land you in trouble. You're going to do something wrong. You're going to do something foolish that's going to make you regret what you did. See? Usually people that have malice against people is because of anger. Prejudice, anger, hate, anger, abuse, anger. All these things are associated with anger. And as a result, you're going to wind up in, in trouble. You know, if you stop and think about it, you're going to be before the judge pretty soon. You're going to be before the magistrate pretty soon. You know, and so this is what happens with anger. And even if you're not angry, if you're angry here, and you don't go to the judge here, you still got a judge over there to stand before. See? And this is what Jesus is trying to get us to see here. He says, you've heard it, oh, thou shalt not kill. He says, but if you are angry at your brother without a cause, you're going to be in danger of the judgment. See? And so this is why we must take actions and not allow ourselves to follow the ways of the world. We've got to have self-control. This is what Jesus is trying to get us to see. And we know that Proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight tell us, amen, that he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Amen. Proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight. So you've got to have self-control. Jesus knew you will need control because when you come out the world... Most of us came out with some attitudes. <laughs> you know, people have done us wrong. People have said things against us evil and falsely that we do not like. And so, and as a result, we have anger towards those people. Isn't it amazing that one of the gifts of the Spirit, uh, fruits of the Spirit, not gifts of the Spirit, but fruits of the Spirit is temperance? <laughs> He knew you would need self-control. And so he gives us temperance to temper our bad attitudes. He gives us temperance to temper our bad thoughts. Amen. To bring these things into subjection and under the blood of Jesus Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature... All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. See, if you have anger, it should be towards the devil. <laughs> the enemy of your soul. Not against me, not against another person. Amen. Because Jesus' mission was to come to seek and to save that which was lost. That is your mission now. 
is to seek and to save that which is lost. Last week we saw in Luke 4, 18 and 19, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because He has anointed me to do what? Preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart. The priest delivers to the captives the recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised and preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You are now the anointed ones. You are now the reason for the mission. You are the one that's required to go preach and to teach. Amen. And you can't do it in anger. Amen. Paul told Titus, amen, to see that you speak evil of no man. Most people that is angry of the President of the United States have never met him. They've never even touched him, never been close to him. But because they're listening to media, it makes them angry. See? And that's the demon spitting his venom across the airwaves. And as a result, amen, they just don't know. So they're getting angry. And pretty soon they're going to wind up before the judge. Amen. Some of them already have, you know. And some of them is going to be behind bars. And then they're going to get a wake-up call that realize, hey, I should have never been out here. You know, we we got to realize, amen, that. We cannot allow these things to transpire in our lives as children of God. We don't want to be calling people's names. We don't want to be calling people stupid. We don't be calling people airhead. You know, all this stuff, you know, because it leads to more anger. Amen. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. See, so we have the Holy Ghost. We have temperance. You know, James tell us in James 1.19, James 1.19, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be what? Swift to hear. You've got to be quick to hear what is taking place. Be willing to listen before you engage so you have a clear understanding of what is being said. And let him be slow to speak. Don't feel like you've got to give an answer to everything. Don't feel like you've got to be in part of, of the discussion on everything. You know, be slow to speak. Use words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Remember Wednesday night when I asked what he said, if you have any words of exhortation, say on. See, you want to choose your words carefully. Because you want to build up and not tear down. And then notice what he said. Slow to wrath or slow to anger. See, if you start responding based on what you hear, a lot of times you can create strife. You can create anger in others. And as a result, when if you're not careful, others coming at you in anger, you're going to want to respond in kind with anger. And so, therefore, you have to be careful, slow to wrath. Be willing to walk away. Be willing to say, I'm in control of me. Amen. So, we have to have this understanding. So, the Holy Ghost comes with this temperance thing that God gives us so that we do not respond in kind to other people. That's why we have self-discipline, self-respect. Self-control. Notice, 
all these things start with self. So that means the responsibility and the honest is on you and I to control ourselves, to discipline ourselves, to have respect for ourselves. Amen. A good name, the Bible says, is better to be chosen than great riches. Who wants to go around with a name that people say, man, every time that guy sees him, he's always mad about something. You know, you don't want to have that kind of name attached to you. Or because if you get angry all the time, people are going to start telling people, stay away from that person. You know, they just get angry about nothing. You know, they're going to bring you down with their anger. So stay away from them. Amen. So you have to learn how to control yourself. Amen. And this is what Jesus is trying to get them to see. He says, I know you heard in the law of old, I shall not give. He says, but I'm telling you, if you get angry with your brother without a cause, you're going to be in danger of the judgment. And you're going to lead you right on the hell fire. In other words, because when you stand before the judge, if you have bitterness, notice what James, go to James 3. James 3, round about verse 14, I think it is. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away his own lust and enticed. Verse 15. I mean, chapter 3, verse, babe. My mistake. 314. 312. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. Verse 15. This wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, is sensual, and is devilish. Verse 16, for where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Amen. See, when there's arguing and carrying on, that's confusion. And it brings about evil. Amen. But notice here, he says, but the wisdom that is from above, what? It's pure. Then peaceable. It's gentle. And easy to be entreated is full of mercy and good fruits without impartiality and without hypocrisy. Amen. And this is what in the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace to them that make peace. Remember, we go back. Blessed are the peacemakers. Say, but if you're angry, you get angry all the time, you're not going to be at peace with nobody. You're not even going to be at peace with yourself. Say, if you don't control your temper, your temper is going to control you. And it's going to land you right before the judge. Amen. And when you stand before Jesus, what is he going to say? So you have to realize, amen, you've got to control. Because it's the little things if we're not careful, the malice, the, the, the envy, the jealousy things that can create anger. If we're not careful, Saul, when we know, when we look at King Saul, when he was chosen to be the great king of Israel, God gave him everything he needed. He gave him men that the Bible says that they want to ban the men with them whose heart God had touched. God gave him everything he needed to be successful as the king of Israel. But after David killed Goliath, and then he goes out to battle, you know, David is doing great things. But then all of a sudden the people start singing. Saul has killed his thousand. David has killed his ten thousand. And what happened? Jealousy sets in. 
And Saul says, they are only scribed a meal, a thousand, and David, ten thousand. What's now left for him but the kingdom? You know? So he gets mad. And that madness brought about an evil, jealousy, excuse me, brings in an evil spirit. And the evil spirit turns into anger. And now what does he do? He wants to kill David. He wants to kill Jonathan, his own son. Anybody that's associated with David, he kills them, the priests. I mean, he's killing up everything. You know, and you see how anger, a little bit, little bit, little bit, just leads right down that road. So, therefore, we have to have self-control or else we will destroy ourselves. Proverbs 16.32. Proverbs 16.32. says that he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. Somewhat kind of like Proverbs 25.28. Notice, slow to anger. Let every man be slow to anger, James says. You know, you have to take control. If you've got a problem with anger, you need to give it over to the Lord. You need to take that thing to the altar and you need to leave it there. Amen. You can't allow anger to control you. Amen. Because once you blow up, the enemy is never going to get off your back. He's going to continue to pound you, saying to you, you thought you was a Christian. Look how you acting. Look how you're conducting yourself. Amen. So you have to have control of your anger. Amen. He, you're mighty. You're greater than the mighty. Amen. When you can walk away, when you can control your anger. If you're slow to hear, quick to hear and slow to speak, you can control anger. But see, the world wants you to be angry. That's why the enemy is doing what he's doing out there now, is to get everybody mad at everybody, to make everybody angry at everybody, make you never satisfied, make you never happy, make you never content. See, because he knows if he can get you angry, you're going to start blowing up. And then is is fighting and in state is 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 hell damnation, see. But we're not ignorant of his devices, see. So we have to use wisdom. James three two. James three two. James three, verse two. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able. To a brattle the whole body. See, you should be able to control you. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Amen. We are to be led by the Spirit of God. See, and when the Spirit leads us, when the Spirit guides us, amen, we can control this body. See, you are have the let because you come under the spirit and power of God. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. So let God lead you. Amen. Bring that tongue under control. Amen. 
we, we, he says we put bits and bridles in a horse's mouth to turn them. And, you know, the same thing with the helm on the back of a ship. It's a little ruddle, but it turns that whole big aircraft carrier out there in that ocean, wherever he wants it to go. See? And so, therefore, you've got to let the Spirit control you. Not you control the Spirit. Amen. Let God control you. Let the Spirit lead and guide you so that you do what is right at all times. Get control and be slow to speak and quick to hear and slow to wrath. Amen. This is what God desires of us to do. Romans chapter 6 verse 12. Amen. Paul right into the church of Rome. When you read this whole sixth chapter, amen, Paul starts out by saying, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. You know, he's trying to get you to see you've been brought out. You're not controlled by the flesh anymore. You're controlled by the spirit. Anger is a work of the flesh. See? And so, therefore, your control now is the spirit. We walk in the Spirit. We're led by the Spirit. So notice what Paul says here. He says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you shall obey the lust thereof. So don't let sin reign in your bodies. Don't let sin remain. Anger is a sin. See? So you want to bring this thing under control. Get it out of there. You're a new creature in Christ. You're a new man. You're a new woman in Christ Jesus. Amen. So don't allow these things to control you. Don't allow lust. Amen. Paul says, I didn't know that lust was a sin until I read in the law that I should not covet it. Amen. Don't let anger control you. Don't let it be a part of your life. Amen. You've got to have self-control about yourself. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 7. Peter tells us to add to our faith virtue. Amen. And we know that virtue is the highest moral excellency that you can have. You want to have good morals in your life now. And anger is not a good moral <laughs> in your life. <laughs> Amen. So you decide all diligent. Add to your faith virtue, virtue knowledge. Amen. You get godly knowledge. Amen. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 1, 7. We want to get temperance. Amen. That, wow, look at there. Self-control. After he says, all right, you get virtue. Now I want you to get some knowledge about me. And then you start to exercise some self-control. You just can't keep doing what you used to do. You got to bring this thing under subjection. Amen. Paul says, I bring my body under subjection daily. Amen. In other words, I want to come under the power. I want to come under control. And be led by the Spirit of God. I want God to direct me. I want Him to give me directions. The Bible says the steps of a good man is ordered of the Lord. And He delights in His way. I've got to have temperance and self-control about me. My actions, my ways, my life, how I live, how I conduct myself. I just can't be doing anything I want to anymore. And expect to say I'm representing Christ Jesus. Especially if I know Things make me angry. Amen. Those areas of weakness that I had when I came. You know, I've heard men and women say, man, I used to get mad all the time. But now that doesn't faze me anymore. Because that's what the Holy Ghost does. It pushes those things out. The more of Christ I put in me, 
the less of the world is going to be in me. Say, all that is in the world, less of the flesh, less of the eye, and the pride of life is not as fathers of the world. We want that stuff out of there. I want as much of God's Word in me, so I am the light, the salt, and I'm living and conducting myself according to His Word. Amen. Add to temperance, patience. Don't get angry. Be patient. Amen. James says, let patience what? Have a perfect work. Give patience a chance to work. And the patience, godliness. I want to be like God. Holiness, separation. Amen. Piety. Godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. Be kind one another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Even as Christ, for God's sake, has forgiven you. Right? Brotherly kindness. So you're adding these things. See? And the brotherly kindness, love. Although I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not love or charity, I am become nothing but a sounding brass and a bunch of making noise, timbrels and tingles and drums. And, you know, he says, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mystery and all knowledge so I can remove mine and have not charity, I'm nothing. Do I give my body to be burned? Do I give my goods to feed all the poor and have not charity? I'm nothing. Charity suffereth long, is kind. Charity envy not. Charity wanteth not itself, is not puffed up, is not easy provoked. To seek is not our own. Amen. He goes on in 1 Corinthians 13 about charity. Amen. Because we've got to add these things to our life. The more God's love I have in me, the more I'm going to control myself. The more God's knowledge I have in me, the more I'm going to control myself. The more of God's temperance I have in me, the more I'm going to control myself. The more of God's patience I have in me, the more I'm going to control myself. The more of God I put in me, the more I'm going to be in control of me. See? And that's why, amen, you don't get angry with people without a cause. And when you put God in you, you're going to probably find out you're not going to be that angry at all. See? Because you're going to see that soul that's trying to do wrong as lost and needing Christ. And you're going to do everything in your power to lead that person to that relationship with Jesus Christ from whence he has called you out of darkness to his marvelous light so they can, you can show forth the praises so that they will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. It's a very important virtue that we've got to have here. Proverbs 15.1 says that a soft answer turn away wrath. Proverbs 15.1 says a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Soft answer. See, if I'm quick to hear, and I'm slow to speak, it gives me chance to decide how I want to respond. I don't want to respond in kind as people as being rude and angry and saying things, you know, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I want to give them an answer that's going to make them think about what they're saying. Say. You can get people that's angry and stuff, 
And I used to ask guys all the time, hey, let me ask you a question. What? So what are you mad about? And then they stopped and think about it. Well, he did this. Okay. She did this. Okay. So what are you mad about? <laughs> you know, who's the bigger of the crew? You know, who's, who's the bigger of the crew? You know, if they did that to you, why don't, why don't you show them a little love? Why don't you show them a little kindness? You know, we have to think about these things. You know, because if I come at you the same way you come after me, it's going to get down to probably fisticuffs. You know, and we don't want that. Jesus said, if they smack you on the right cheek, Give the left. No, you slapped me, man. You're through, right? <laughs> you know, but we have to have that control. We got to have the temperance. You know, if people's ranting and raiding, we'd never know what kind of day some people have. Granted, it doesn't give them the liberty to do that. But we never know how it's gonna, you know, what they're they face, what they're going through. And so we have to be the bigger of the two. Amen. And give a soft answer, a sweet answer, a kind answer. Be willing to say, you know, I'm sorry you're going through that. I'm sorry you feel that way. But that was not my intent. You know, take responsibilities for your action. You know, choose your words carefully. Amen. Now, granted, some people just want to argue and be angry. (laughs) Some people want to be angry at themselves, you know. For no reason whatsoever. But a soft answer will turn away wrath. Proverbs 27.4. Proverbs 27.4. Wrath is cruel. Anger is outrageous. But who's able to stand before envy? Anger is cruel. And it can lead some... Deep wounds and some scars, you know, is is outrageous. Doesn't pass the common sense test. Why do people just want to get mad at you for no reason? Uh, so think about it. You know, we have to have that control, Jesus says. Don't let it get in your heart. Don't be mad at people for no reason. How many of you can say you've been mad at people for no reason? (laughs) You know, you have a reason, you know. Amen. So we have to to realize that what God wants us to come into a relationship with, and an understanding of. Amen. Don't get angry because you will have to stand before the judgment seat of God. Ecclesiastic 7 verse 9. Ecclesiastic 7 verse 9. We already hit this one, right? Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry. For anger rests in the bosom of fools. And what does the food say in Proverbs 14, 1? There's no God. 
See? Basically, if you get angry, that's what you're saying. Because <laughs> you're going to stand before the judgment. See? And you have to control these things. Yes, God will forgive you if you repent. But at what point in our lives as children of God and Holy Goose filled Goose, Holy Ghost filled believers, do we stop doing wrong? See? We're led by the Spirit. In Him is no deceit. In Him is no guile. We've got to learn to stop doing wrong. You can't keep doing wrong and expect God to bless that. We sung that song, I've been young, you know, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You know, as long as you do what is right, live right, operate right, you're not going to be forsaken. Never. I've never in my 30-something years seen a Holy Ghost-filled person that live right, do right, and operate right without. Never. I've never seen them without a home to live. I've never seen them without a car to drive. I've never seen them without food to eat. I've never seen them without clothes to wear. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seeds begging bread. But if you don't do right, I've seen it. See? So we have to learn how to do what is right. Don't be hasty. Anger rests in the bosom of fools. And you're not a fool. Amen. You know what the Word of God says. Amen. And so therefore you have to learn to operate. Control your temper. Control your anger. Amen. Control that temper. For anger labors in the bosom of fools. It rests right there. And you don't want that in your heart. Amen. Proverbs fourteen twenty nine. He that is slow to anger or wrath is of great understanding. But he that is hasty of spirit exalt foolishness of folly. He that is slow to anger is great understanding. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Exalt her. And she promote thee. Amen. She will be like the apple of your eye, right? You're of great understanding. How's your understanding? How's your understanding of God? How's your understanding of His way? Amen. Slow to anger. You got good understanding. Amen. Because you get angry real quick at people, you never know, like I says, you know, what that other person is going through. You know, how many people you know that's dead because they got in a fight over anger? Oh, I do. I do. Two people got angry at each other. Somebody pull out a gun. Boom. You threw. Yeah. I had all kinds of dead cousins. I had cousins. I mean, you used to get mad at everything. 
you know, he just wanted to be the bully of the group. He just wanted to be bad. Because somebody showed him was a little bit more angry than he was. They said, now he's pushing up daisies, you know. Uh, and I think a, a, a wasted life, you know. I've, I've seen a lot of people. You know, I know a lot of people that's, that's, that's in jail and doing time because of anger, you know. They just walked away, you know, mad at the police. For what? He's just doing his job, you know. And now they're behind bars, you know. All kinds of stuff. People walking in, people busting out people's glasses in their cars, breaking off ornaments off people's cars, anger, you know. That's right, stupid stuff. And where did it land them? Right before the judge. And whether the judge says, hey, you need to learn a lesson, you know, put them behind bars, you know. And now they got a criminal record for the rest of their lives, you know, because they had no self-control. See? And so, therefore, you know, we have to have control over our anger, amen, or else it can land us into much trouble, Amen. And that's not what God wants. So Jesus says here, amen. If you're angry at your brother without cause, he says, hey, you're going to be in trouble. Amen. Proverbs 31, I mean, 330 says, scribe not with a man without cause if he has done thee no harm. Strive not without a man if he's did you no harm. Just don't. In other words, just don't be mad at people for no reason, you know. And politics, I'm here to tell you, you have to control what you hear and what you listen to, or else it will drive you totally nuts, okay. And so you don't want to get caught up into that to where it causes you to be angry. Amen. Praise God. Uh, John fifteen seventeen verse twenty five seventeen through twenty five John fifteen seventeen through twenty five these things I command you that you hate one another you get mad at one another what do he say you've got to be controlled by the laws of love amen. You've got to be controlled by the laws of love. You've got to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might, and your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. So you've got to love one another. Amen. If you practice love in one another, amen, it'll help you control your anger. The more you love people, the less anger you're going to have towards people. You have to see people that's needing Christ. You have to see your reasons that God chose you. Amen. To live. So these commands, if, if the world hate you, go to the next one. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you, Jesus says. Amen. And he's already told us. That in the world you shall have tribulations. Amen. 
if the world hates you, if they out there hate you, they get angry at you because you're a Christian, seem like that's the way things is going these days, is everybody's angry at all the Christians because it's all the Christians' fault, see, which is people without understanding, see, because if people have understanding of what true Christianity is, if people had understanding of who Jesus Christ was, they would realize that true Christians is never about none of the things that they say. See, your job is for them to be saved. You want them to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ so they can have what you have. But the world and the ways of the enemy is to try to bring division, amen, so that they will be angry at you and kill you and persecute you because that's the goal of Satan, amen, is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But true Christians, amen, should never be about any of that stuff that the world portrays against you, amen. That's why Jesus says, don't take matters into your own hands. He says, vengeance is mine. In other words, don't get angry at him. Don't get mad at him. Amen. Give me chance and a way to work. You just let your light shine. Amen. That men will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. If you were of the world, the world would love you as his own. Think about it. The world will love you. But because you're not in the world, I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. So you have to have that understanding. Amen. That they're going to come against you as a Christian. You're not of them anymore. You're not in the world anymore. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. Amen. So if they hate you, don't worry about it. Give God a chance. Vengeance is mine. Remember the words that I said to you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. You're not greater than Jesus. <laughs> okay? If they have persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. If they have kept my sin, they're going to keep yours also. He says here. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. They have not knowledge of God. See? If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. See, Jesus says, if I had never showed up, <laughs> they would not known that they had sin. But now, they have no clover for their sin. Amen. It's exposed. Amen. Because if you hate somebody, it's sin. <laughs> Amen. He that hate me, hate God also, right? Why? Because in him was the word. My father and I are one. Amen. So the fool has said in his heart, there is no God, right? Amen. If they hate you, they hate the father, hate him, they hate the father also. Amen. Verse 24. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hate both me and my father. 
But this come to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in the law. They hated me without a cause. Amen. See, they hated me without a cause. And that's why Jesus says, you don't hate people. You don't get angry with people without a cause. They had no cause to hate him. He came for his own. He came to restore them. He came to redeem them. He came to deliver them. And what did they do? They rejected him. See? And now that's your job is to restore, to redeem, to deliver. And if they reject you... They're rejecting your Father, which is in heaven. And that's why Jesus says, hey, if they reject you, they're rejecting me. See? Don't get angry when they don't receive it. Don't get angry when they reject you. Don't get angry when they say all matters of evil falsely against you for his name's sake. Rejoice. And be exceeding glad. For so they persecuted the prophets which was before you. But this cometh to pass that the law might be fulfilled that was written in the law that they hated me without a cause. Amen. Verse 26. But when the Comforter is come, when the Holy Ghost shows up, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye also shall bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Amen. Aren't you glad? Amen. So let's get self-control. Let's get temperance in operation. Move it to the forefront, <laughs> so that you can tr- control the anger and things that you have in your life. Amen. God bless you. And next week we'll talk about finish up on reconciliation and inward purity. Amen. God bless you. Let's take-